Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode on the Corner Flag Talk podcast. Always glad to be here. Even more so on United and Spurs losing. I uh, here as always with Virgil. Who's he? Who's he good? Yeah, you know, I always good boy. And we have an extra man in the studio <laughs> this week. I'm my boy Daniel. Who's he good, my guy? Chilling. I w- good. Where's like yeah. to be called to talk and not to talk about FPL? Oh God, well, nah, it's totally different, dog. Yeah, totally different. So I don't really know what's gonna happen today, but I'm trying my best. Um, so small housekeeping for the week. We have an article coming out on Wednesday. We also have our UCL lives going on this week, guys, on Tuesday and Wednesday. All your favorite persons will be there. So not us. Uh, we'll be there to discuss the latest in the UCL, obviously. We have some big games this week, though. Some definitely some big games, so look out for that as well. And shocks, yeah, though. That is, that is about it. That is the shortest housekeeper I think I've had in a very long time. We've become so sufficient, guys. Efficient, efficient. I mm-hmm. uh, love to see it. So why wait? Let's get straight into it. So, guys, we start off in the Premier League this weekend where Man City did the most smart thing ever, rotated their whole side and still managed to win 4-0. Um, the reason saying that, though, is that they are top of the league. Uh, just quickly, I want to talk about what's going on in the top of the league is that Liverpool, they have a game in hand on them, as well as they won this weekend, have all the players back now, Manny, Salah, and Firmino felt like a little throwback for them to be starting together. I think we haven't seen that in a while, actually. Well, the three of them actually yeah. started together. Because Jota has been like a real consistent yeah. starter. I saw where that he get dropped right after he scored two goals to win right. two nil in the midweek. But yeah, so they back in it. City rotated their whole side. I think the only person who stayed was Diaz and Sterling yeah. and Rodri. Yeah, so like that was no, it, though. No, no, no Rodri didn't play. All oh, right. Well, yeah. So so Foden as well. Foden yeah, Foden stayed. So. He played like totally rotated, yeah. And even then, he still brought out three, uh, three academy prospects, right? I'm point in saying that is that look, that is to show you how comfortable he probably feels he is in this title race right now. I mean, obviously, he's Norwich, the bottom of the league, or second bottom. I'm not sure Burnley had come off bottom yet. Um, but my point being, do you guys think that now if Liverpool go on to win the game in hand, there's six points between them and City, as well as they still have to play City? Is there a possibility of a title race, Virgil? Um, well, I thought a few hurdles in place for City. <laughs> a few hurdles. And he just didn't want to outright say, oh, nah, nah, <laughs> nah, nah. I thought a few hurdles in place. But, you know, in that sport, it, it, on, on, um, on club side, it'll be difficult to rely on other manager to get the job done. Correct. Because the next game is Spurs. And with how, with how Spurs playing, although Spurs does normally have the number on City, mm-hmm. Spurs not looking like much of a threat. The next challenge is um is United in, in um not too far away. So from bad to worse. And same could be said with them. So yeah. Liverpool will be looking at that and say the fixtures that City still have to play, yeah. it really not looking too it's not looking good on their end. Because it yeah. really look like games that guarantee three points. Yeah. But I mean I think Virgil kinda summarized what I was gonna say. Um it's that it's possible of a title race the same way how it's possible i could come out of the studio and like lightning just strike me right in our way so um so yeah it's it possible but um a lot of things are fall in place for that uh, yeah, especially yeah. starting with liverpool 
going to have to first of all win their game in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw with United that games in hand doesn't g- mean, mean three points. You know soon. what I mean? Yeah. And um, and the other thing is, aside from Liverpool, first of all, crossing that hurdle, they need to beat City as well. Yeah. Right? Which is no easy task right now. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah I, I think I think the league wrap. I think if opinion. I think if we are to see a title race, that is going to literally have to be. Um, a replica of what was the 18-19 season, I believe it was, when City came back from being seven points behind Liverpool and they literally went, beat Liverpool, and then after that was perfect for the rest <laughs> of the season. Literally only went. And that is the kind of consistency that's something we kind of could expect from from Pep and Pep's sides. But I'm not sure if we have a... Okay, so what game are we in? 24? Mm-hmm. If we have a 14 unbeaten run yeah. oh it'll, it'll be more than that because they've won so the liverpool last like three be... games or something like that yeah liverpool yeah. so i don't yeah. know if they have like what would be a 16 17 winning run in them now and when we look at part of the reason why pep can't do those things is because he has the luxury of okay well this week i won't play Bernardo Silva, or this week i won't play Mares, or this week i'll rest laporte or something like that right with liverpool now don't get me wrong Luis Diaz is a fantastic addition and jota is a good player mm-hmm. outside of that the depth fee is a big drop off. Also, my thing with Liverpool is that they're always two injuries away from calamity. Which yeah. is, if if Salah yeah. gets injured, it's yeah. a big yeah. problem. And if Virgil gets injured, mm-hmm. not not this one, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, if if, if Van this Dijk, one gets injured, we're not a big problem. No, if this this Virgil could never get injured. Yeah, one hundred percent. Now, if if Van Dyke was was to get injured tomorrow, I I think it's done. It, it yeah, like you say, do this podcast. You get injured tomorrow, though. We're going through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, true, Start back next season. All right, now we're in form right now. So. Yeah, <laughs> correct. <laughs> correct. <laughs> dog, four is good, dog. The TikTok is doing really well, dog. Like, almost all our videos cross a thousand views and things, dog. I'm Boom. so proud of you guys. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I agree with all this saying. And the truth is, it's like, it is going to be very difficult because at the same time, you are asking one of the best league dominating managers to become faulty in a run. Mm-hmm. And you are also asking a team that has now been registered in their mindset how it is to just go out, okay, three points is standard. Yeah. You know, and it, it's very difficult because it's our mindset you're going to have to go against. I think the only way that this is really possible is if how we just talk about if Salah or Van Dijk get injured, it would have to be a case of two or three extremely important players for City get injured. And this is not me wishing injury on anybody. No, but, then, but that but is the only yeah. case who, I can see. Who it. are those players? Because I would City say Ruben Diaz. And Laporte, in general, the same time, because then you look at Ake and Stones, and I think right. that itself would be a problem. So the yeah. two centre-backs. Yeah, okay. the two centre-backs. No, that, yeah, I said, that's how bizarre yeah. No, that's what I said. It is a very unrealistic situation yeah. we talk about here. But it would have to be something like that. Or Edison getting yeah. injured, because then after that is, is Zach Stefan and, and Scott Carson, which obviously is not the same level as him. Yeah. Possibly the Bruyne too, but the thing is, we've seen in the past where no, City they, have won leagues yeah, they with the Bruyne without injured. KDB. You know, yeah. and I think something that we don't, well, I think I do actually talk about enough is that whenever the brain is all injured, the team actually steps up a lot. Silver. Yeah, Just like especially Bernardo Silver, yeah. you know. Um, something I did not have any points here to talk about, but actually would, is that with his two goals this weekend, Raheem Sterling has just passed the day drop by any all time top scorers list. Oh, okay. At this moment in time, he has what I would like to say three league titles at yeah. Man City. It's three, right? Yeah, three. Three league titles, multiple cups, obviously. He has a, a pair of some body Euros final and the um, UCL finals last year. And it's somebody that 
Daniel in particular has always been very strong on in terms of his status as a player. Where you all think, as he goes along, probably keep keeping on the same pace, he could be at the end of his career in terms of like all-time English players. I'm probably specifically wingers, but both. Let me do both. So, you're not sure push, but I just say the all-time English players, because we know how the English media does um, hype, up, them, ha- does hype up the players. So. Right. He will have to be in a conversation with, I honestly have to say top three. Right, because yeah. of because yeah, of sure. not just the stats, but you know he have the um the he have the accolades well. too, and he has been you know he has been the main man that was that lead was leading England on the international front. Correct, yeah. and at a point for City, he was the main man leading leading the, the leading the charge for the club. That is very true. And right well. now, he is yeah. catching back form. So, in order to say that he is can't it catching back or is it caught though? Because like. I feel like it's a while now. Raheem has been kind of dropping. It has, yeah, it has been you know? under the radar because yeah. you know eyes has been elsewhere. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. I, like I can't complain for how how, how he's playing right now for for City, but I say all time list for English players. I feel like he has to be up there, top three. Yeah, sure. Though. I could definitely hear that. Though. I think say. I think he on that trajectory. Um, right. By the time his his career finishes, mm-hmm. he should be there as long as nothing out in the ordinary. Um, happens. We're looking at performances for club and country. Mm-hmm. It's always been of a high standard. Yeah. Um. He's he's been the main man at least for one season that City won won the title. Mm-hmm. Um. Talking about the season, I think. Does he say my way the Brown was out for? I think for. Yeah. Oh, I think I was talking about the hundred point season when he I started going from outside the box and thing. Yeah, he had season, the, he yeah, yeah and a bunch of two one wins where he's yeah. already yeah. with us. Yeah, though, yeah. Like yeah. Us. yeah. Um. And then for country, he's been. Always legit. I think I think he's been more consistent for for England than he's been for City. I could agree um, with that because sometimes yeah. for City, you know, he's go through little blips where mm-hmm. where he get dropped. Yeah, um, yeah. and not rotated, actually dropped. Yeah, um, but with England, he's undroppable. Exactly. I, I think by the time his career wraps up, the amount of trophies he would have won, especially if he stays at Man Manchester City. City. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be hard to leave him out of the conversation for top three, as as Virgil rightly said. And from what we understand, is that. He was open to a move abroad, but Pep didn't want him to leave. Mm. And we could see why now. You know, yep. he's bringing the goals. And what my thoughts on it is, is that I, I think top three is, what is his trajectory? He should be on if he keep winning at this rate. Mm-hmm. But I, I think what is also done right now, he could really end up being like top five or stuff like that. I think he's the best English winger ever. And as with all, um, you respect the players like John Barnes and David mm-hmm. Beckham and stuff like that. But I think Raheem has been a complete package of our winger you know he had the skill he had the finesse though he had the goals he had the clutch moments and mm-hmm. i think now that when we look at raheem is 27 years old right i, yeah. I believe he's 27 right he is in the peak of his years and at the same time england are in a period where they have their most talented squad since the 2004s and 5s and stuff like that and the truth is it possibly could be argued that this squad as a whole or the pool that you could pull from as a whole is more talented than them yeah, you know, while yeah. it had the big names then of the Gerards, the Scores, the Lampards, the Rooney's, the mass amount of that, like bro, we were talking about the other day, like a while ago, about how you can make an entire starting eleven of right backs. Yeah, like yeah. you could literally not pick Kyle Walker, Trent, and Trippier, and they yeah. are still quality right backs to pick from. Yeah, yeah like Rich James Rich and stuff James, like that. You know, yeah. so what I was going to say with that is that there is a potentially set up there for him to make a legacy for himself. If he could lead this England team to possibly, well, World Cup coming up, Euros will be again in a couple of years, to some kind of international glory. So now, just off of the top of your head, and Daniel will go first to this. Who you feel would be the ideal front for them? Given right now, the players right now where they are, 
for England. So we're saying, then what's his number? Basically, like a 4 to 3 one, yeah. I put Harry Kane as yeah. number nine all day, every day. Yeah. And then I put Sterling on the left because mm-hmm. I think that's where he's most effective. Mm-hmm. And on the right side, wow. I'll put Foden on the right mm-hmm. side and then Mount to the middle. I like. I actually like what Mount does give now. Um, yeah. The, the high work rate. Mm-hmm. Um, but he actually adding a lot of end product to his game. Especially mm-hmm. assists. Um, Mount edges it for me over Madison. I right. like Madison, but yeah. I think Mount is better than him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He just that I think, while it should not be like this, I think as long as Madison is at Leicester, you will never get England called up. Yeah, yeah maybe Because not. while, like I said, it should not be like that, eh? But it's not the same case as to when Harry Maguire got called off England while he was at Leicester. The difference is then is that the talent around in that specific position was different. Yeah. So it, it had opened up that a team outside of the big performers you start to look at. Whereas in Madison case now, you have Mount and Foden and Grealish, all that could play your role, all at teams that are constantly performing at the highest level. Mm-hmm. You know? What's mm-hmm. your front four? I'll have to agree with um, Patrick's front, front four, but just looking back at the performance from the last Euros, I feel like if he could um, recreate that form, I feel like Bakayo Saka as a, as a big, a big shout. For, <laughs> because when he started to play, when they started to incorporate him into the team, mm-hmm. he was looking, looking so solid. Going yeah, forward. and aside from the obvious bias I have towards him, I think like weirdly though, even though they're playing on the opposite side, I think Sterling and Saka have a good balance the way the team is functioning because like they are both very direct but they direct in different ways like mm-hmm. i think still in tries to create the goal angle yeah, whereas saka yeah. tries to create the angle for the cutback and, and assist and stuff like that i feel like now still in yeah. as goes for cutbacks mm-hmm. as well but i meant like where their mind goes now I, like I, I understand. it's still in is more goal oriented first saka yeah. is more creative oriented first now and yeah. in that case then that is the so that was the front that pick was still in keen and saka and i think Based off, behind the striker. Yeah, so uh, uh, while I'm speaking, I try to forget. <laughs> <laughs> no, because the reason I didn't put Saka because he was definitely in my mind, right? I think he's a brilliant shot, but I think that Foden is more talented than Saka. Right. And now, regardless of what you all think, this is my opinion. And I don't think Foden plays well behind the striker. Yeah. So I wanted him on yeah. the wing. Yeah. So Saka was the only person to, to release. move, yeah. yeah. So, so I think based off of the season and as well as what he's done for England already not like he done plenty but I think Saka deserves to start mm-hmm. right like how Foden I agree that Foden deserved to start the Euros last year and was dropped uh-huh. I think Saka deserves to start going into the World Cup okay. and if by all means he performs badly then for sure drop him okay. but I think he deserves to start um, I think he's on 10 goals and assists and we have halfway through the season that if he keeps going on this pace he should double it if Lacazette could finish he might then actually double it um, he's on 37, I believe, chances created. And that's the most in this Arsenal team so far, dog. So, I, and if Arsenal go on to make top four, 100%, it would be because he's a, a massive part. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, for sure. You know? For sure. So, in, in that sense, then, I think, and I agree with you, where I, I have not seen, like, you know, we know Foden is supposed to be this attacking midfielder. Yeah. Like, as a calm, a central attacking midfielder. But I've never seen him there and felt super impressed or like it was our best use of his skill set so in that case i would also go go in mount right so the, then in my case i would have say i would have dropped out for and it's not for lack of talent because the truth is dog in this generation 
of English players. He's probably the most talented. Mm-hmm. But I think it comes down to the balance of the team. Like, exactly. You know? Exactly. I'll be high now, I'll go Judah and Rice, though. Although I feel like that kind of harsh on Calvin Phillips and what he's done in the last years. But I'll go Judah and Rice. Cal- Calvin Phillips is going to be going into this year as a little rusty. Yeah, okay. yeah he, when last he played, bro? He's been injured all yeah. season. So, Bellingham all day. And yeah. Rice is too good. And Bellingham, compared to like last year, where it was his breakout season, he's been playing this yeah, year. He's yeah, been yeah. playing, though. And playing well. Would you say that this is rough on Tommy, though? To not start. Tommy's on something like no. nearly 20, yeah. something goes on us this year. I think I think it's a little bit of um, this is what I'm looking for. You, you need co- cohesion with the team yeah. too. They are custom playing with Harry Kane. I don't think yeah. anyone takes that position from Kane. Yeah. Tammy could have a better season than Kane. I would still feel more secure going in with Kane because right. the team has been accustomed to playing with him over the last five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Tammy and Kane are two very and, different and, players. And if you look at that, that front four, I feel like if you take out Kane and you put Tammy with those players, they keeping the same the three behind them, that wouldn't work well at all. Yeah, honestly. Because the type, because even with Foden having Foden in the middle, it have those Foden have those little little dink balls over the top and stuff mm-hmm. to find Kane. Even with still in run running back, also two and Sancho is playing. But I feel like if Tommy there, yeah, I feel like it'd be much more comfortable with, with Calvin Lewin than Tommy on, on that. On I, the top I might I might even be more comfortable if Kane were to get injured. I might replace him with Foden because at this mm-hmm. point yeah. this season Foden has played as a, false as a false nine. Nine a lot, yeah. and Kane is what not a false nine for England. Yeah, yeah, drops very deep. Yeah, so Foden might do might do the job, maybe not as good, but I know that I'm thinking about it. Our next reason why I would go with those three to support the striker that I chose was that I think all of them are very much comfortable if they all have to interchange positions because they've all played those other roles before. You yeah. know, Sterling actually has played as a number ten for England a few times. Saka has played across the entire line for mm-hmm. Arsenal at many times, and Mount has as well because I think Mount actually went into the Euros finally UCL finals playing right wing right forward something like that mm-hmm. so yeah something that Virgil mentioned earlier to go into the next topic was if Liverpool are to get this title they are dependent on other managers doing their job for them but right now Arsenal in a case where there are other managers actually doing their job for them Arsenal are putting themselves in a stronger position for top four right now without playing a single game and that's because within this last week both of their main competitors in my eyes um which are Spurs and Manchester United have both consecutively dropped points. Man United have drawn two games as well, and they are the team that are above them. And Spurs have lost both games, being the team underneath them. Um, ironically enough, Arsenal beat Wolves midweek, and then Wolves went on to beat Spurs at the weekend. I saw somebody say um, Southampton is the best sign in Arsenal week in January <laughs> because the space of a week they take points <laughs> of the two biggest competitors. Um, what is the general thinking of? You know what is going on with the top four is now who do you guys think is still the favorite now obviously it's plenty football still to play obviously as well as you know what you think about your respective teams that we talking about in this top four is but all right i think um and you include finish. West that as well yeah so. i i expected to finish um city liverpool chelsea arsenal i think i told you this maybe three weeks ago yeah, yeah. Exactly i was real fighting yeah i yeah. was real fighting yeah, dog. no I, I understand it though especially sometimes when when you're a fan of a particular yeah. club you don't really want to go ahead and like them by wishing correct you know yes we're gonna finish top four and then yeah boom, Saka again tomorrow yeah. and it's like wow but um yeah at this point i think it's arsenal's position to lose they might even be able to nick third who knows yeah it depends on how chelsea um if Chelsea could catch themselves, I would say. Now, they have the fixtures to catch themselves, but they don't have the form And right they just now. win a trophy, you know, if yeah. they need any kind of motivation. Yeah, you know? beat Al-Hilal. 
So but, good but job. They, but they struggled against Palmeiras too. I find they're yeah, really, they're they're really did, struggle. they did. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but yeah, Pat. So yeah. I, I think it, I think it'll finish exactly like that. Um, I don't think Spurs or United have it in them at the moment. Yeah. So um, you feel it in like a minute? You could tell me why for each one of them teams. Oh, that would be hard. Each? No. Um, okay, for United, I think it comes down to Ronaldo's. It's all his fault. Um, I agree. It's it's very difficult. Um. I think United have always looked a lot better when they play fluently in the final third. When you put a guy like Cristiano Ronaldo in your team, he has to be the focus of the team. So now yeah. what happens? Every player gets the ball. They want to find him. Yeah. Ronaldo, when he gets the ball, he's not good at knocking it short. He's not good at the give and goes anymore. Mm-hmm. He's 37 years old, all right? So should we really be faulting the guy? Probably not. But the reality is he has not scored a goal in, I think, 10 appearances or even more. He's broken the record for the amount of consecutive games going without scoring a goal yeah, at this, this point. Yeah, this is his longest streak, yeah. Yep. So, um, as long as they continue to play Cristiano Ronaldo, I don't expect them to, to perform well. Now, they mm-hmm. might win games, but I don't expect them to perform well because, again, they look best when they are fluid in the final third, and you don't do that with Ronaldo. But then, Ivan, when you look at... Um, when they played Burnley, he didn't play. And they still... They actually started out the Burnley game quite strongly. I mm-hmm. would say that they did. Then but he came then on. in the second half, when Burnley came back out, and this is like my problem with United a million times over, is that because there's such a, a lack of each person have a proper job to do in the team, a real structure in the midfield, mm-hmm. the second that team puts a decent press on them, the malfunction. Yeah. Burnley pressed for a grand total of four minutes and got their goal down. And all they have now to do is target from Yeah, all they have to do. And now, don't get me wrong, eh? I do think that a lot of strikers, uh, sorry, a lot of centre-backs when I get turned, like the way we're going, I get turned. Yeah. Just to be fair, we got to do real good, eh? <laughs> yeah. But it still was so comical. And look, even against Southampton, if we be real, Southampton, I kind of get robbed in that game, you know? Yeah. Because we're going to pull down, bro, huh, in the yeah. box up after he gets spun out on the yeah. line, you know? So, yeah, I totally agree with you saying, and what about Spurs? Okay, for Spurs, I think it's a little bit different because it's hard to put my finger on the problem with Spurs. I think it comes uh, defensively yeah. with Spurs. Yeah. I straight out think they don't have good defenders. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dyer seems to be the one right now that, that when is, Dyer plays... That says a lot. Yeah. That says a lot. Yeah, Dyer might be their best. This whole time I thought it was Romero, but yeah. it, it might actually be Eric Dyer. Um, mm. I think Regulon is a bad defender. I was just about to cuss. I didn't. So yeah, thank God. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I think... I think Regulon is a bad defender. Um, he's good going forward, but bad defensively. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Emerson, they, they could put him in the bin for all 100%. I care. Terrible. Yeah. Doherty, all of a sudden, is, is really, really bad after yeah. having a good season with Wolves. Yeah. So we're not sure what, what to say about Doherty. And then the back three, I mean, you defending with five players right now and Hoiberg to shield. Mm-hmm. And you still can't see two goals to Wolves. I think yeah. that could be a leave on attack. Like, Hoi, you wouldn't play today, but the point still remains, okay, okay. though. You know, that they're very right. I think a big part of it too is that they want to try and play um, possession out the back football with a bunch of centre backs and midfielders who are not really comfortable mm-hmm. on the ball besides Penta really though. But though none of them centre backs you could say comfortable. You want Dallas and Sanchez to be played on the press. Right. That wickedness. And then finally, the last little 10 seconds I would say is that this is finally a season where Kane is not scoring every chance that you have now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult for them to win 1-0. And the goals that they get is really true, like being just super efficient mm-hmm. in a 10, 15, 20 second moment. Yeah. It's not because it's sustained pressure. And it's what I was also telling somebody today about United is that, look, you go and watch a United highlight of a game and you will see chances missing. Mm-hmm. But one, 
the quality is not always that high and to the frequency isn't high either yeah. you don't you go and watch a salah come for a game that he finished with two goals yeah i am promising you that there are six shots that he did not score yeah but when you are caught when you're creating chances at that level of frequency those six don't matter right. when you are creating two and three for a player then self it matters yeah and that is where the system comes out problem that is where People had a problem with Oba, even at Arsenal, you know, that he wasn't turning the one-two chances. And the thing is now is that, you know, we changed the system since he's left and playing a little differently. And our players are getting a few chances now. Look against Wolves, or Lacazette are literally going to get a hat-trick in that game. And in the end, it didn't matter. But my point saying is that it all comes under the system. Mm-hmm. And Spurs, some reason or the other, can't seem to really create now. And I think it's somewhat to do with the profiles of the players, like... Kulusev, he's supposed to be a kind of creative player. Mm. Become a wing back, he's yeah, actually a wing back. You know, so, yeah. you know. What's your thoughts on the top four, Rizzo, though? Yeah, if you're looking at all the, the ones fighting for it, yeah. West Ham, Spurs, United, Arsenal. Start with, with United. This United side is just, they have all the players. But for some reason, it's like, you have no more excuses for United. Like, you can't sit down and say that they they missing anything. I have no excuses anything. for Ronaldo. I have, I look, just look at all the players they have. They have registered. Those are players that could win. That could win yeah. a game against Southampton. Mm-hmm. And one thing I'll respect, always, bro. One thing I'll always compare. I don't, cause you know I'm a, I'm a big Zlatan fan. Yeah. But if you look back at Zlatan, when Zlatan was at United, mm. Zlatan was a striker. But if you look many times, Zlatan was dropping deeper yeah. and creating many chances. Just have to say that somebody said that they think Zlatan was the best signing they make since mm. Fulgi. Yeah, you know how I did most success. And I, I had to agree though. And I think a big part of that is because it was so short, it didn't have time for the turnover and fail. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we see real players who start off looking good for United and they just nothing yeah. come of it, you yeah. know, in the end. But yeah, they will say. But yeah, like Ronaldo doesn't do, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't add to the team or anything else other than just be on top and try and score the goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have, a, then you have, you're looking at everybody else or, or you yeah, have the quality players before we they was blaming Oli. Now you have now you get somebody they're talking big about him who before he, when he came in. The one, the one who made Klopp and all you see this? I really honestly can't sit down and think of anything else for United. Like yeah. I feel like they are their own downfall and to see them in the competition for top four, that's not going to make sense. Look, and there's something that we don't address, which I guess probably never really will but uh, there's also the possibility that we've well now we i don't but people have overrated some of these united players during what was lockdown football you know and while we will never want we can never measure this which is why we don't talk about it the changes that actual in-game situations make to these players in terms of how they cope with pressure of fans actually being there cope with the noise cope with um, being the away team and the ho- and then not being the home team and where you know the fans raise your level you know when you're hearing all the noise and stuff like that and the truth is that you know we went a whole season and a season and two months because it had the season before that playing in training ground situations where for players who don't cope with pressure well got these quiet environments of focus and do what they wanted to do now and it also was in a situation where referees could do whatever they want and like it had no backlash from the crowd or anything like that yeah. it is very different now and as Patrick told me the other day that he felt like this season for the most part compared to last season referees have been getting called a lot more correct this season 
you know and i think it's also you know some sense of ownership to have a responsibility accountability to the fans in the stadiums and yeah. stuff like that and as i also say i think a lot of players if we see with this united and i think a prime example is harry Maguire struggle with dealing with actual pressure of being in an actual game you know and Maguire is a real good example of somebody who you see when he had gone it gone and mm-hmm. he gone through mm-hmm. though it's like yeah. bottom tier after that you know I was it talking about Spurs, Virgil? Yeah, Spurs. Um, can you remember the Spurs I thought this season under Nuno? So yeah, you know, three wins in three, no? Don't get, yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, that yeah. Don't get me wrong. You know, Conte. Yeah. You know, all credit to Conte. He's our, our top manager. But yeah. you, you could tell that you know he in this project and he kind of on defense because we know. I don't for he either. We you know watch Spurs and you like to win trophies and you go on there. He signed. He signed an eighty-one contract. He's not. He not. He don't care at this point. He honestly. <laughs> You can see in his face he does not care at this point. He, he, not, re- he is body. not renewing that. He's not, re- not renewing that contract. He had an apartment in London. He still had, still had a lease on. He just wanted to go back and just around him. <laughs> but, as I mentioned earlier with, with um, Benton Co. Looking at that game, he was the only one really creative in uh, anything creative in that uh, game. Son was anonymous in that game. But I don't know. Son was not doing anything. Kane, do get my Kane, uh, Kane. You look all right, but I had nothing, nothing to mm-hmm. talk about. Yeah. Well, the defense, my good, that defense is terrible. Like, mm-hmm. how could you have a Antonio Conte side five at the back and still play so bad? It's like it's like <laughs> a back a back tree. <laughs> it's a back tree that uh. literally all played three different systems. Mm-hmm. They all don't know what what going on. Uh. They one might try to pass out, one would just try and kick the ball out. One don't. I just like they all just don't know how to play. I feel like that's Spurs. He will always look real sus to it, dog. Yeah, and and on top of that, to have a side already shaky and have a goalkeeper that created that the two goals came out of errors, I believe. Yeah, the yeah, two yeah. two goals of errors. You're already making things easier easier for yeah. for teams like Wolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to know how good Wolves is defensive. You get them at two nearly there. Yeah, boy. Think about that. Yeah. yeah, you, you got because a defensive team and give a defensive team. You're not mm-hmm. going to score. I feel like honestly, the stuff for really is. It really don't do West Ham and Arsenal, you know. Yeah, I feel like because yeah. all the West Ham kind of drop off on form, or how this, I feel like West Ham, you can still see the quality. But Bowen, boy. Because Bowen? Dog, Bowen is dragging them, yeah, dog. He's dragging yeah. All he needs is all the players around him to, to come alive because, remember, yeah. cause we know how Ben, how ben Rama was, we know how Antonio was, we know mm-hmm. how. Um, they're not going to unsign him, man, because it's a logical sign, so mm-hmm. they're not going to undo it. But if you're not, sign Bowen, dog. A proper right-sided mm-hmm. winger, though, who is creative and can actually hold his own on our wing, though. Uh, and, and knows but they're not going to do it. I almost don't really want him to go there, though, because <laughs> I might just him. kill his career. Yeah, yeah. Before, it, it barely run off the ground and they're going to kill yeah, him. Yeah, it's true, it's true. So, yeah, I feel it's, I feel it's between West Ham and Arsenal. The only good thing, why, why I feel like why Arsenal are favourites, because you see now that they have a plan, you see now that all the players that Ateta has a hard yeah. as a no the players right now, they all everyone now they seem like they kinda understand what's going on. Everybody working together. Yeah. And I feel like Arsenal are right now they their form is only going up. I can't see I can't see them dropping form and they have some decent games to to increase to increase that form. So dog, the tickets are so cautious for saying <laughs> But it's true. I, I do think Arsenal in the pole position right now. Uh, two things I would like to say. One is that I think that specifically, and this is like two, if you're not an avid Prem watcher, this might seem like two real weird fixtures to point out. But I think we beat, so we have Brentford next at home and then we are Wolves at home after that as well. Mm-hmm. I think if we get six points out of those, or at least four out of six and make this run seven out of nine against Wolves, Brentford, Wolves again, I would be really confident in getting top four mm-hmm. after that. 
because we talk about two teams that have managed to be somewhat bogey sides for the big sides this year. You know, uh, Wolves have taken points off a real plenty of people this year. Though we literally just saw what they beat Spurs this weekend, they beat United the other week, they drew with Chelsea as well. They have not, they've made City and Liverpool work for their wins, mm-hmm. as well as they made us work for our win as well. And then Brentford, we knew they draw three three with um with Liverpool. They drew, they beat us. They drew one. They, they lost one nil to Chelsea. Which man, they had a back against the wall performance in goal. You know, so these are two teams that have been structurally very sound, especially mm-hmm. defensively. And if we could get past them, I would really feel confident after that about going on to get points. The next thing I would say is that because of the COVID postponements this season and stuff like that, we've seen a lot of times where teams would gather games in hand on others because they can't play their games, right? Arsenal in a position like that right now. Not just the COVID, but we actually had to play Chelsea this weekend and they went off to the Club World Cup, right? When Arsenal were playing and Spurs and United were accumulating their games in hand, the difference was that Arsenal were winning. Arsenal were winning and putting pressure on United and Spurs to, to respond. We've seen how that response is going now. Now, while Arsenal now still have to go on and do the job, it's not a case where Arsenal accumulating games in hand, but then watching United and Spurs fly up the table. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, United are above us, but they think they only above us by one point or two points after the, after the draw yesterday. West Ham have three ga- we have three games in hand on West Ham, and they are also two or three points above us, you know? While, again, at the end of the day, Arsenal have to do their part and go out and win these games because, you know, one in the hand is with two in the bush. You had to get your points at the end of the day. Arsenal in a very strong position because of the lack of response from the oppositions. From the United, from the West. Well, West Ham have been gained by, though. From Spurs and stuff like that. Mm. I think it's very dependent on how much we end up depending on lockers that when it's all said and done. Um, Gabriel getting goal this weekend. <laughs> I'll thank God for that. He has, the same, he has more goals than Jadon Sancho this season. Yeah. And he's actually developing himself to be a real good goal threat yeah, from, yeah, from set pieces. Yeah. Now. He's really dangerous. Like, it's so funny. Right before he scored, they literally put the camera on him. And as he did, I was streaming on my phone now. As it did, it come down. 1-0 Gabriel goal. I was like, ah, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> but it is saving your lack of the throw in now. And the thing is, it's like, I don't know how they're going to accumulate across the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, at the same time, you know, we talked about January window before. I'm so glad we didn't panic by, you know, yeah. because apparently yes, Akman San Exeter this weekend and that was when he meant we was rooming around. I'm glad we didn't panic by. I just hope, Ateta said that we have 17 finals between now and the end of the season. We played one this weekend, 16 to go. I just hope we can get through the season, get top four, and with the amount of wages and space we cleared in January and across the last few windows, it's set up that once we are in position to be in Champions League and attract the names we want, we could do something big, though. Mm-hmm. You can do something really, really exciting. Uh, completely on a tangent here. Somebody that I've really been impressed with this season, I spoke to you about him a few times, is um, Ramsey. I, I love what I see in him, dog. And he's somebody that I actually would like us to target in the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, now that party, especially the last few games, dog, has really adapted to being the, the more six, the more holding in the Arsenal team. And we're looking at somebody to be the more box-to-box next to him while Odegaard is on the other side. I really kind of would like to see Jacob Ramsey in that role. You know? I know that he kind of bees, he is actually the more turn man midfielder right now mm-hmm. in, in Aston Villa. But I think, you know, with a big team, teams that dominate the ball, you could afford to have 
somebody like him and Odegaard that they give a lot defense. They still track back, give a lot defensively, but offer a lot going forward. I mean, the best example of that is when you look at um, Liverpool and City. Mm-hmm. You know, they play with very much dynamic players who give a lot of in both ends. And it does come from players that are not deemed to be defensive players. You know, the Bernardo Silva, the Bruyneers, but they put in the work. And I think a lot of what Bernardo Silva does on a very high level, mm-hmm. on a lower level, Odegaard is doing that for us. Yeah. So, yeah, I know a little bit more than I moved, though. I know that I saw that I probably never thought about before. I know that I bring it up, but um, no, I didn't think about it before. But I could, I could see where there could be positives. I could also see some negatives. I'm not sure about Jacob Ramsey playing another world pivot. I think it's more like yet. four, three, three, and part is six. You, okay. mm, but then that with Odegaard, then well, so the thing Odegaard is, Odegaard has dropped so deep already to collect the ball and go forward. But does he drop deep to defend? Yeah, he I actually find he tracked back a lot. Though. Okay, he back a lot. Like, he does work really, really hard. And when you look at the profile of strikers we're looking at in the summer, too, I think they benefit more from a 4 3 Okay. You know, where they get to drop, link, holy ball, and then move off now. Mm-hmm. And when you can do that with two midfielders coming on either side, it's easy to keep the ball moving. Whereas if it was just, like, I just attacked the midfielder, you're, you know, you're, you're going to need to learn to press. Then. Yeah, if you're yeah. gonna play 4 3 yeah, 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 yeah. Need to learn to press. But I think, like, when we look at speci- like the most recent examples where, where we played City in January, that we are getting there, though. Now, obviously, it's, it's slow, and I was actually thinking in my head today that obviously it's been painful, but watching Arteta evolve as a coach actually has been really nice. Mm-hmm. And I think we are getting to somewhere where I am not going to say that he's going to be the next pep, though. I'm not saying that, but that we actually have a really good coach on our yeah. hands, you know. That being said. We've been sat down here and spoke about the Premier League for 37 minutes. Thank God this is not like before <laughs> we used to try to rush it down. Uh, we're going to go across now and talk about Bayern a little bit. And more talk about something that came up in Bundesliga this weekend. Bayern lost. Now, Bayern lost right off the back of they talk about maybe we should change the format of the Bundesliga to make it more competitive and introduce a playoff system. And just like that, Bayern was like, no, 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 it's not competitive. <laughs> no. I'm going to lose again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, this league is, is the worst though. This league is the worst though. However, though, I would like to know. So, let's say Bayern lost, Dortmund win. I think Leverkusen also win. Yeah, it really doesn't matter because we all know who got win the league in the end, right? That's yeah. not where I'm going with this. They spoke about playoff system in football. Now, there is playoff systems in football right now. In the Bundesliga, for example, um, third place in... To the last, sorry, in the league, there's going to playoffs to stay up. That okay. They have a chance to stay up. Yeah. In the Premier League, well, not the Premier League, in the English divisions, um, four to six does enter, sorry, two to six does enter playoffs to get promotion or mm-hmm. something like that. What do you all think about adaptive? Um, feel free to, to be open about it, about playoffs at the highest level in football. Um, I think it defeats the whole purpose of a league. I agree. Um, I, I, I don't see how a team could go on a 100-point season, and then you ask that team <laughs> to please go play second place to see who gets the trophy. Yeah. And, Are and, you and if you yeah. just happen to have one off game after that, though, you're going through. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure, you know? Yeah. In final. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Do I agree with it at all? I think um, there's a lot of beauty in a league um, in that longevity, 38 games, and how best could you manage it and deal with the obstacles that come, both in players and in external circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of beauty in... Um, and going through 38 games and okay Bayern does it fantastically and they do they shouldn't some... be punished for that exactly 
Exactly. Because Bayern, league is a scheme. Yeah, Bayern on, on track to when they were tenth, you know, tenth in a row. <laughs> I think so. I think twenty twelve was went to one with it. Yeah, that was that. But that Bayern loss was just the, the biggest stage thing I ever seen <laughs> yeah. in my life. They, that, they released stage of four two loss. So really, yeah. just, just to prove a point. <laughs> but I, 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 I don't even know if where does VHF Bacha or something like that. I don't even know where he is in the league. Eleventh. But. As, Surprisingly, as as, as Patrick said, <laughs> yeah, exactly. As Patrick said, like you know that it don't it don't make sense again. You yeah. know, for like the championship and those things, you know, and even you know, they might look at that and say because you know all the people don't watch the championship a lot. Yeah. When playoffs does happen, we have a lot of people viewing. And if you want to look at it from TV rights views and all those things, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking at it as you said, shorter season, a team puts in the work and and does that. The ones be on them just had to be a little more competi- competitive because yeah. as much as I understand why they the reason why they're saying that to do that, you know, it just kinda of defeats the purpose of a league, yeah. re- realistically, yeah. as as Patrick said. Because again, you they have some solid points. Because um Schalke finished the season, they finished think they finished last season, I believe. Mm-hmm. Second. No, either that's the season before they finished second, and in the following season they finished twentieth. So I understand where they're coming from, but again, yeah, you can't fall by for everybody just being trash. Right, yeah. Like you cannot fall by for that. What I was thinking about though is like I thought about this before. Now, admittedly, I thought about this from the point of view that my team was real trash, and I just wanted a real shortcut to get back to the Champions League, right? I was thinking about it for the fourth place spot in Champions League, not the second, not the third, but the fourth place spot. You do a playoff for that. We did fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. But I mean, not my team in full position of fourth, so we don't do that. We don't do that again. <laughs> but what I actually am open to, though, is if the third, like how Bayern, how the Bundesliga does, every third place, the, the third to last place team in the league mm-hmm. goes in a playoffs to come up, I actually wouldn't be against that now. Eh? If the third to last team in the relegation zone go in the playoffs with the teams that are coming up, and yeah, like, I, I, like I, not, in, in Prem? Yeah. Who right now in third to last? I believe. I see you, man. No. One moment, though. No, I think you can still come out of the relegations when yeah. they went to the Ashley, though. It would be, um, oh, God, it would be. It's not Norwich. It's not Burnley. It's the other one. It's the other Watford. It wouldn't be Watford. My main point is right now, those in the, in the, in the bottom three, they should go down. I don't, I, I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> those, those teams can just go down. <laughs> Bro, Watford give me. <laughs> One of the best games of my life this season, though, when they hit United 4 dog. Yeah. And that game could have been about 7 or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's almost like 2 pence or something like what that. Come alive. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's really all I want to talk about that, though. <laughs> Good right. talk. Um, next, we have in the Serie A now. AC Milan managed to win after Napoli drew 1 1 with Inter, which means that with AC Milan win, they went to the top of the league. I said to it, I don't think you're watching. Uh, where <laughs> where AC Milan won one nil today, yeah. and it was true. A Mike Minan assist. Uh, I believe that is his second assist for the season. Yeah, and I wanted to know. So we'll talk about the league afterwards, right? But Mike Minan had the most clean sheets of any keeper last year. He also won the league last year with Lille, mm-hmm. right? Where would you guys put him in your top keepers in Europe? Top five, top seven, top ten. Yeah, I, w- I won't put him that high yet. I will okay. say he's in the, he's in the category of top ten. He's right. in top ten because there are, you know there are a lot of qualities to this game that you know puts him up there mm-hmm. compared to a lot of top quality players. He's comfortable yeah. on the ball. 
you know, I feel like he's very, you know, I feel like I'm good at playing out from the back. And, you know, that vision that he, that, that he have for that goal that happened this weekend. But I feel like he still has a lot of... Ramsey. He's still Ramsdale. Wow. No, he... Re- no, okay. All right. I know Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. He really... Yeah. Like, and you know the Ramsey ball at all, what I get all the way. Martin, like, touch the drunk can't tell. It looked just like that. I just can't tell. It didn't, I mean, Martin, I didn't have the composure. I know you talk, talk about it. But, but I feel like he has a lot of this game and he is there in conversation and I feel like a lot of eyes would be on him. Yeah. Right yeah. Cool. So top 10 for him. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with Virgil. Um. But I'll put a caveat in that I have hardly watched Syria. Um, I did watch a couple of his highlights on YouTube so I could understand his qualities and whatnot. To see him in games, I must have watched the man two games though. In UCL so, games though, even though you see man came all the Champions League, he kept them in a lot yeah, of games though. He's and he is really good with the ball at his feet yeah. as well. He's young too. Yeah, he is. Like, I really believe, and okay, so I will admit that I have had doubts over Hugo Lloris for time, though, for real long. Though. I just think he read our opponent here already mm-hmm. now. I think it's time that Mike starts for France. That's his spot? That's yeah. his spot. I, I genuinely think it's time, though. Uh, for me, I think he actually might sneak it out top seven for me because I think after Edison, Allison, Neuer, Navas, Donnarumma, and not based on this quarter. Yeah. But yeah. Oblak? Yeah, well, Oblak was, is tragic this year, though. Like, uh, like I saw on some stats page that he's ranked second to last player in La Liga. Serious? Like, that is really bad, dog. <laughs> like, I the whole that. league. Like, I yeah. I, I, I knew that he's been bad, though, but I didn't realize it was that bad. So, all right. So, all right. Based on reputation, Oblak was staying there then. You know, maybe it's just our offseason he have it. Emmy? Is he better nah, than Emmy? I think Martinez? he might never tell Emmy, though. If you so. Yeah. Quality for quality. That is a lot then. Yeah, it is. But I, I think he is better. I think part of it also has to do with the fact that, you know, he's been winning. Mm-hmm. You know, he's won. And now he's top quality Syria and he literally win uh, Ligue 1 against PSG. It's one of the hardest things to do. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, Emi also won last year when he won the Copa. And before that, he won the FA Cup with Arsenal as well. So it's close. It is close. And I do rate Emi real high, actually. Maybe we're just thinking that Emi is having a season where Aston Villa can't stop conceding. Yeah, and, and he looked uh, real susty on that free kick too, though, from, from Trippier. I know if all this It was a deflection. What do you want him to do? Okay, fair enough. No, you're right. You're right. Okay, yeah, okay, I might stop. Okay, so I'll go top 10 then. Yeah. I'll go top 10 then. Because I, can't really, I really can't split him and Martinez right now. I think like yeah. Ramsdale too. Yeah, I feel like when he gets, in, he comes, when he gets into that France squad, I feel like a lot yes. more. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Because again, they were, they were saying um, against that game for Inter, the, he kept them alive in that first half. A yeah. lot of brilliance. Point blank, I remember that. Point blank range as well, too. He yeah. Was very comfortable and effective playing off in the back. You know, everybody loves that now. Mm-hmm. But. You will you will now wonder last season they had many teams that were looking at getting a getting a keeper. Mm-hmm. And if you after and Milan, dog and this man game and Milan just no signed him with no competition. Honestly, this might be a, a, a hot take as well. I feel like if you take away the accolades and whatnot, I feel like he kinda he is have he kinda had like a a Mendy S season. I feel like I feel like oh, yeah, for you, I feel like both of them, yeah. both of them. I forget both them too. Yeah. I feel like both of them are, are, are up there as, as yeah as the new emerging keepers right mm-hmm. now. I feel like both of them, what they bring to their game, I feel like both of them are 
big keepers right now. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. So just to talk about Syria real quickly. So Liao scored. Somebody told me that they think Liao is kind of similar to him. Not talent level, Oof. but like similar to Mbappe yeah, style wise. Not yeah. talent level, obviously, not. And obviously, not achievements wise. Because, dog, let's see Mbappe on 300 goals and assists in his career already, dog. Yeah, squad game yeah, went out like two days ago. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 90th minute, and assisted by, by the greatest of all time. 100%, dog. We mm. talk about that <laughs> just now. <laughs> but actually, I like the out of. And if Martinelli wasn't. Break it through on that left wing, like that left wing inside forward. Though. I think mm-hmm. Leo has a home there, though. Like, he is proper as a left wing inside forward kind of vibe. Yeah. And would you say that he's been all like top water in AC Milan players this season? He's been, yeah, like, he is he's influential. Like, he has to be. Would I you would say the best? Yes. You say top three. Yes, no, best? no, I would say, I would say the best uh, for, for this season for sure. I like, I feel the, like, you know, I like everybody else. I feel like him, he is mystery liable on top. I feel yeah. like even when he drifts, drifts to the um, out wide. And have Zlatan, Zlatan through the middle. Mm-hmm. Those two just gel yeah. perfectly. I feel like Zlatan loves playing with him. Brahim, he anytime Brahim picks up the ball, you see Leo head up. Leo mm-hmm. just make, make that run. Perfect combination. Mm. With that, AC Milan at top of the league now, and with a game, um, with one game more played than um, Inter Milan. Inter dropped points yesterday against Napoli, and it was due to an error that Inter even scored. On this game, Napoli definitely should see it out. Koulibaly, somebody who's also having a brilliant season as well. Mm-hmm. And Osimhen, somebody I'm a big fan of actually one defense that Napoli scored from. What do you say now, Virgil? That it, so this is two games now that Inter have dropped points. Yeah. That this could be a real turning point in the title race that AC have the momentum now. You know, just cover up the derby win. Now they're going top of the league with this one. Would you see the momentum is with them? Yeah, yeah, because for on Inter side, that derby loss was a, had a very like psychological impact on them. Yeah. And I felt like... They're not looking as confident. Like from just one game, they're just looking like a whole different team. They're, yeah. not, they're not looking very sure. Yeah. That in game against Napoli, Napoli really should Napoli they should take all three points. Yeah. Also men and um Insignia look look real good going mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. And as I say it's only because of an error that, that Inter was able to get a get a point back. Even after that, Napoli was just the was the only ones really had that had the, the best the best chances going forward. And this is a perfect time, a perfect time for 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 Milan because they did they, they did it perfectly. They actually got over on the title, the title ri- rivals. Yeah, yeah. They got that from Inter. The whole the whole momentum shift from a game against Inter, and I feel like it's perfect. It is perfect right now. <laughs> yeah. So from somebody who watches on the outside, right? but uh, mm-hmm. forget the title is per se. But this is a real turning point potential moment for Inter Milan because now they just drop points they're behind in the tight race albeit with a game in hand but now they finally 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 made it into the knockout of the Champions League and they have to play against Liverpool you know do you see that this could be like a real break or make moment for them in this season like this period of time I mean hey what right Realistically speaking, I don't really like to go on this whole thing of yeah, this could happen on football. Nah, go through those. Liverpool probably can beat them. Most likely, Liverpool yeah. is looking too good. Salah, hat trick, whatever you want to say, right? Okay, cool. Um, so with with that big loss incoming, big yeah. L incoming. Um, yeah. I know they they finally, as I said, break into the top four of their um of their league. It, maybe coming out of the Champions League might be good for them. Yeah, and that they yeah. put all focus yeah. onto the league. Yeah. Uh, they don't have to bother about resting players or rotation or whatever. Um, maybe they 
they might even take themselves out of the cup as well as as Liverpool usually like to do. Yeah. So there's less to focus on, you know. And um, yeah. if they play it correctly, I think they have a good chance of staying in top four, especially with how tragic Juventus has been this yeah. season. You um, draw today too. Yeah. You see all the city goal right hands by Malinowski. No. no, it is brilliant. I don't you know that thing that Trenders do where he let somebody touch the ball for him on the free kick and then hit it. Yeah, he so do that. Malinowski do that dog. It looks <laughs> sick. It looks sick, sick, sick dog. And I think it was like a last minute goal from Danilo or something like that dog. Yeah. That just really draw for them. Um, Napoli somewhat, I won't say rotated, but they were really reluctant to bring on certain players this week. Um, and I think a big part of that is because on Tuesday they play Barcelona in the Europa League. And with that now, we can talk about La Liga. Barcelona drew two all today. It took yep. a 95th minute goal from yeah. Luke, Luke. Young. I actually watched this game. I, I was really excited to see, okay, you had, a real, you had a game against Atletico that was very much emotionally driven in a mm-hmm. way. You know, like the fans really pushed them on. How do you move on from that now? Do you press on? Do you stumble? I generally thought that they were going to press on them. It was two minutes in. Pedri Pedri? scored somebody who doesn't really score yeah, that much for them. You know, yeah, from a really good course from Jordi Alba. But then after that, the game become really cagey. Yeah. Um, Espanol very much deserved to have become equal. The goal from Raul de Tomas. I wasn't sure the R stand <laughs> for. Though. A brilliant goal caught Pique and, and Eric Garcia sleeping. And then... PK gets sent off in yep. the process of when somebody was telling the ref to send PK off and that person also gets sent off. It was real madness. But I really was not impressed with Barca today like I was in the game against Atletico. I think it's a big case of like, kind of like when they say don't judge, like don't judge Arsenal when they play Spurs because the game is so emotionally driven. Mm-hmm. You had to watch them in a game where it is just more expected on them to be good now. Not a case where you want them to rise to occasion. And I didn't like Frankie at all today, dog. It, it looks so unmotivating again. And that's something that a lot of Barca fans have been telling me this yep. season. Um, Oba came on and... Sure, it, was, yeah. Yeah, it was like, meh. Charlie got another assist, though, to be fair. Can we not uh, please talk about, <laughs> about this guy? Because... I feel he gonna make my like him, you know. That's the that's the scary part though. So I feel by next season I'll gonna be buying a trial jersey. And if I do that though, just lock me off, please. Um when you're looking at the going forward now, you know, it how how are you feeling about this Barca team? But um there's a lot of quality in the team and I believe in Xavi a lot. It's mm-hmm. not just emotional, but yeah. I, I think because that uh, he was dealt, um he's put a bright turn on the season to mm-hmm. where I have a little bit of hope. And mm-hmm. I think it was very difficult to give me hope with this Barcelona team this season. Right. Um, I think that the front line and the midfield, solid. Okay? As in, we have the players. Now, in terms of who's starting, let's not talk about that for now. But we have the players um, to have something good there. But I think... Defense has been the problem for the last yeah. two seasons, maybe even three seasons. We can't keep saying that PK is getting older every year. We say I'm not doing it, and uh, yeah, there's there's no you did, bro. You bought Eric Garcia, yeah. The, the man is Araujo, though. He, oh, yeah, 100%. Is, Araujo is that guy, he is the next PK, and that yeah. he wouldn't be as good, most likely not. But 
the same style of player. Yeah. You know, and now it's the final guy that could compliment him. Man. Yeah, I don't Garcia, believe in Garcia at it's all. Terrible. One yeah. Guy, one guy no, I blame side, I man. blame Pep. I 100% mm-hmm. blame Pep. Yeah. This man used to yeah. talk about him like he was his second cover that Puyol or something, yep. dog. I'm and had men hyped. <laughs> yep. Uh, every time I watch this man, I used to think, though, but he's so average, mm-hmm. though. Like, and sometimes it was painful to watch. Like, no, he literally starts for Spain purely because he's right footed. Yeah. Because if he wasn't, Laporte and Paul Torres yeah. was going to start, though. Yeah. I have, dog. I don't know, dog. I don't know. I don't know. But, I, yeah. Um, I think going forward, I, I believe in the team. We just need to get this somewhere. Chance to window, correct? Yeah. And that please sign some defenders. Like, please. Mm-hmm. Um, Ivan Powell might be yeah. might be good. But whatever. Um, we need a right back as well, because they obviously don't like this. Yeah. Right? And yeah. As, as weird, much though. as I like him, don't keep the man if you don't like him, right? I just find it weird though when you consider like okay, so I am definitely not saying that he's as good as him or could be as good as him, eh? Through Alves. Yeah. But when you look at that Xavi played with Alves for years, mm-hmm. for years, yes, yes. And that this has the potential to be molded in a player with a similar profile. And you actually bring back Alves. You know, I think he'd try well, and work with him. Why, why play a man similar to Danny Alves when you, you can, can play, play Danny that Alves? That's what Chavi say right there now. When he come back with this? Nah, call this Brazilian man back, dog. Let, let me bring him back one time. Yeah, I know it's our Cisco love. What do you think about Barca, Virgil? Yeah, that's what they say. Something, you know. With the signings that they made, I, I was kind of skeptical, but I kind of, I kind of, they kind of wouldn't move. Us Apparently, your boy look like trash today. Who's that? Fran. Fran. Yes, uh, but you know, I have high hopes for him. I have high yeah. hopes for him. I, he will, I, don't get me wrong, I saw, I, I'm vexed that he, that he left, but in a team like Barca, La Liga, All he... All double, all the money, and your man who used to play every now and again, he vexed for. Yeah, but still, nah, but I want, I want him to still At least always get money, you know, let's sell money, you know. Apparently, we only pay off contracts. No, the first time we actually doing something, we actually making a sensible business. We can't. Our selling is terrible. We don't. Brother man, I hear want to start that conversation with me. Yeah? Nah, well, that whole different thing. Class of that Mustafi Ozil, or what? The amount of man, we just like, yeah, you go now, but you go now, you go now, and collect nothing, you know. Look, dog, terrible. I feel like the big test for them really is that Napoli game. It'll be interesting because Napoli really has been defensively. Probably, I'm not sure if statistically they are, but they've been one of the best defensive teams in, in Italy this season. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now, when that draw was made, yeah, yeah, everything was swinging towards Napoli. I know it feels like there's a game to be had. I feel like, like Barcelona are not trying to, to mimic what they had in the past. They understand yeah. we don't have the players, but they have quality players. So they just, so Xavi is trying to find a system, and he is doing well. Don't get me wrong. He he understands he's not trying to just replicate what he, what he knew before. He mm-hmm. understands that he's a new coach, new players, trying something new. Yeah. And it will can. Yeah. I feel like I, if if he could just all you really need to do is just grind out wins. And they can't complain with her. Mm-hmm. Real lost uh, drew this weekend and last weekend they had they really struggled as well. Now a few players was missing. Vinicius was out injured, Benzema is still out. Mm-hmm. Um Mendy is out injured as well. Um but the thing is is that they've created such a big gap in La Liga that it, it genuinely feels like it doesn't matter. Yeah. In La Liga, no, but they have um that's the way about the Champions League, of Yeah, for sure. And they're playing PSG this week. Yeah. And, hey, you know, we say we're doing real good, though. And when you speak about PSG, a certain Lionel Messi uh, assisted our winner yep. this weekend. And with that, he takes it up to 10 goals and assists he has in his last 10 games. Some may say he's catching form. I mean, it was about time. It uh, was. I think we, 
we give him a little buffer because of the extreme change in atmosphere and yeah. conditions. And I think people, I think people who don't want to talk about how good he is, does real ignore the fact that dog, as much as he has superhuman footballing ability, he's a human at the end of the day. Nah. To go from living somewhere for 25 plus years, dog, mm-hmm. and out of nowhere, have the most extreme scen- um, scenario change or scenic change. Yeah. Uh, a whole different country, a whole new language, a whole different culture and everything like that. That he has to change out of the blue, out of the blue. Because if I remember right, though, this whole transfer happened in the space of like a week, right, oh, with Barca. The, the plan was to stay in Barcelona, remember? Yeah. And so it's not like this something that he was like preparing himself exactly. for. Now, for how good he is, I agree. It probably should not have taken him this long to feel like he's settled. But, He's there now, and he's actually putting up numbers. Mm-hmm. And I think there's no... That, like, if you had to give him a game for him to want to be at his best for, has to be Real Madrid in the Champions League, mm-hmm. though. Because he has to feel like... He knows he knows these footballers are not oblivious, and he knows that Liga is a league that PSG tends to have under wraps. Yeah. He probably knew this whole time that he didn't feel like he needed to come out at first game all them times now. You know? And admittedly... In the group stage, he had decent numbers in the group stage. He scored against Man City, had a couple of goals in assists other places. I think he had a brace against Bruce, something like that. So it's not like they say he wasn't putting up numbers. He just wasn't putting up messy numbers. But what we saw last year as well was that in January, he went supernova for Barcelona. Yeah. At the end of the Copa, if I believe it was, he had 64 goals in assists for the season. Though. That is ridiculous, though. That is ridiculous numbers. So if he recaptured that, though, this PSG you see to lose. And the thing is, if they knock out Real Madrid, you are talking about one of the top three to five favorites of the UCL this season, you know, in he, Real Madrid. He will have a good game against Madrid because I think it's so. his rivals and all yeah. that. Um, it's a team that he accustomed scoring against as well. I really yeah. hope Ramos hit for this game. I don't know if he is, but I really hope he is, though. You think they'll play him? The whole emotional I think aspect? they should, though, because no, I think Ramos is the kind of fella that will want to tell Paris to screw off, though. Okay. Because remember, he wanted to stay for him, right, too. And Paris just didn't want to renew his contract or give him the money he deserved. Mm-hmm. Like, though, he's arguably the greatest player ever of Real Madrid, though. Ever, though. Like, I, I think there's a decent argument to be made for that. Perhaps. I know normally we say that about attackers and for the right reasons. But I think when you look at his legacy and all that he's done, though, I think there's a decent argument. At minimum, the point in top five, though. Yeah, oh, know? yeah, 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 for sure. And five, you yes. couldn't and you couldn't give him a renewal when it's not a case where he was declining. He just come off of what was a real good season actually last year, dog. Mm-hmm. You know? So, I would play him. I would definitely play him. I will play Kim Pembe. I would play Marquinhos in the midfield, dog. Okay. I think Marquinhos in the midfield allows them to feel a lot safer in the back. Not just because of how good he's defensively, but he doesn't get picked on the ball, dog. Right. He actually doesn't yeah. get picked. He plays well defensively, like as a defensive yeah. midfielder. Allows Ratti to push up a lot higher and come by with Messi. So, I would like to see it. And, you see that we get this segue is so perfect though because now we got another UCL preview for everybody. Well, okay, all right, yeah. So, with that being said, I'm gonna just pull out the fixtures here. But since we talk about it already, we can talk about continue talking about it. Uh, we have PSG versus Real Madrid on Tuesday. What's all the thoughts going into the game? What all the feel gonna be at play? Key players, that kind of thing. So it's PSG at home, um, to Real Madrid. So, I'll start off then. I think. This is so interesting because it has so many different storylines in this game, eh? Because it is alleged that Mbappe is going to go there any summer. Ramos spent the majority of his career there and now has a potential to face them. Messi 
is caught against <laughs> Real Madrid countless <laughs> times in classicals, yeah. though. Even in Champions League, as well, Messi has knocked out Real Madrid from in Champions League a few times as well. So I think there's so much at play here. And it comes at a time where Real Madrid don't have their best 11 available. Now, if they had their best 11, I would have feel a lot more confident for Real Madrid. But I think without a fit Vinicius and Benzema not even being there, is is really a different side you're looking at. Mm. And I think Carlo might go into this game looking to say, okay, let me lock down shop. Let me I, take I it back to the burner yeah. Let I me take it back that. to the burner ball and deal with it there. If we nick a goal, great. If not, we want to leave with a clean sheet intact. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of pressure on Poch now to get this team rampant. Like, I'm not just saying win, though. Like, they had to get them rampantly going, mm-hmm. you know? Um, what are the thoughts about that? Yeah, because um, for Madrid, they have to call upon some names that, you know, you, you wasn't expecting way before. Because yeah. they like to have Benzema and Vinicius out. Yeah, can I see Bale start this weekend in strike, yeah. though? <laughs> and I feel like, I don't think, I don't think um, Ancelotti will feel too confident trying to go full full gear and try to go at them because yeah. on the other end we have Messi that's catching form and he know that mm-hmm. give Messi one chance and he gonna punish it. Yeah. So I feel like they know I feel like Madrid is not Madrid also not the team to play super safe. I yeah. feel like they are still going to pull, pull up a good fight there. Yeah. But I just say it's a very interesting game. I cannot say it's swinging one way but yeah. I feel like Messi is Messi. And they can't count on Messi. I feel like he is going to be the key player for this game. So if you had to choose, not necessarily 11, but like your midfield and your attack from PSG, mm-hmm. who you have to pick? And you two afterwards. Yeah, have to okay. Marquinhos there for sure. Verratti has to be has to be in that, that midfield. Um, I don't know who else I'll put in that in the other one in that midfield. But that so to me is so tragic, though, that we in 2022, though, and... and and as Herrera to start for PSG. Very you know, sad. That's, that's ridiculous. Because... No, I didn't even uh, think he'd start for Newcastle, though. I don't know what he'd do start for PSG. Because the, the, the front three that... that um, I think they they, they play um, De Maria this weekend. Yeah, he yeah. did. Because I think they might injured. If I'm yeah, not yeah can we injured? So, yeah, so Messi... Well, Messi and Mbappe, De Maria. I don't know who, who I'll put in that midfield with Marquinhos and Verratti. But if you just look at that, I feel like De Maria too. De Maria is a is a big threat. De Maria mm-hmm. is De Maria comes alive in, in, in UCL yeah. for sure. I mean, a tough game for Madrid, you know. Really think about okay. it. You know. That's no, a very tough game for them. I know this is somewhat controversial, though, but I think for the sake of the balance of the team, Neymar being out kind of helps him. Yeah. Because you play Messi to me as a kind of false nine, though, and you play Mbappe, play left and Dima, play right. Yeah. I think you have so much potential to cause havoc, though. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you look at more than likely, Alaba is going to play left back and Carvajal is going to play right back. These are players that don't have legs in them, though, mm-hmm. to take on PC wing- wingers, though. Mm-hmm. You have so much potential. If you let Messi play false nine, drop dictate with Verratti and release these runners, though, you kill mm-hmm. them. Yeah. You kill them, though. If it was me, I'd have play Wayne Alam because I think mm-hmm. he would add a real good box to box dynamic. Verratti is going to sit deep and dictate. He's going to go forward, but not much. And then Marquinhos is going to screen the back line. I think Verratti would add a lot of um, verticalism to the side mm-hmm. and make it a lot harder for, for Madrid to defend. Mm-hmm. What do you have to do? Um, the, the midfield options kind of limited, eh? Yeah. So, yeah, Wayne Alam actually might be the one, but. I was thinking about if they could have played with a striker as well. It's just Icardi right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
So, cause, cause I, I might have seen some benefit from changing shape and trying to play Messi behind a striker, but thinking about these strikers that they have, yeah, yeah. so the I don't think might be the best thing to do and play a forty-three. And if we expect Madrid to sit deep, then maybe going with two eights and a front three might might help them put the pressure on Madrid a, a little bit more now. Yeah. Um, that might, yeah, that might actually be the best thing to do. Yeah. Might be the best thing to do. And from. So Vinicius is was back this weekend. Um, we're gonna have Vinicius bail I said, so was he front three this weekend? I mean, there's not much legs in like this it just feel like it's Vinicius. Vinicius run, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the other one, if Bailey like if he cared, <laughs> if Bailey okay, nah, yeah. Okay so results, so what are they predicting? I would say, and I'll, I'll go for one of the PSG, maybe two. I think Messi will score. I think so though. Like, and I'm not saying that from the point of view being a Messi fan. I just think like, yeah, though, this yeah. is the game that he scores, though. You know. So yeah. yeah I feel like, I, I, I feel it'll be a one 0 That's the only thing I could see. Because I can't see Madrid scoring. I can't see Madrid scoring more than one. But I feel like. So you think one 0 to Madrid? No, one 0 to no. PSG. Okay. But I feel like with how we know Ancelotti is going to play very, you know, passive. Yeah. yeah. He will the most he might let in. I would say though, if if PSG scores early though, I feel it could get bad. Yeah, I I can't go two one just because Poch have that little oh yeah stupid gene. Correct, yeah, you know you could you could take the man out of Spurs, but you can't take the Spurs on the man. So I'll go for two one, but um yeah, I think PSG win it any day. Man City rotate the entire side to go and play the Sporting, so Sporting can't get what like six, seven, twelve. Yeah, Pep won a rough up early. He can't give me like Palma and them did the yeah, you. Yeah. They first started the return yeah. like that. Yo, he wants some young players to play that, sec- that second leg for mm-hmm. sure. That this game is going to end. Four. Um, Man City's going to score four. Yeah, so I was yeah. about to say yeah. I'll say four. four. Um, I realize they play Bayern. I uh, Bayern. Jesus Christ. The worst thing to do is to play Bayern after they lost. So yeah, yeah. they got to get about five. Too. Wait, this lives is. Salzburg, yeah. Oh, I said Leipzig, my bad. Salzburg, yeah. I can see Salzburg scoring though. The type of players that they have, I would love to see Adiemi score though. High line, yeah. No, but Salzburg will score. And I quite like Adiemi a lot though. Yeah. Like I, I think I would be really interested after Haaland leaves in the summer if if Dortmund buys him. Adiemi. Yeah. I I don't know because Marlon. They seem to like him, so. But he don't start that much, and when he does, I don't really see much output yeah. from him. You know, like I'll just. Funny enough, he got us today, but yeah, I agree with you, hundred percent. And Royce got us today. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. did. Eh? Don't want to going down to the Europa League again. Eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. They did, they did. They was in the same group with Ajax and Sporting. I was, I, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then lastly, Inter versus Liverpool. So we just talk about them. Um, Inter have a lot of bouncing back to do for sure. While at the same time, Liverpool haven't exactly been free scoring. That's probably why he, he bent shorter this weekend too. Was the game a little rest? I think it was a rest. I don't think it was a drop. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's a drop because he started relatively consistently yeah. even before the Afcon. Yeah. Is well, I was gonna say is there a chance that Luis Diaz start? Well, I don't feel so. I think we go with Mane. I think Mane a little rest today too. Yeah. Come off around CC5. Yeah, I think we we'll see yeah. Mane Jota Salah. That's probably I, I also so. why he didn't start Thiago. And Thiago will play. Yeah. Thiago Henderson, Fabinho. The regular, the, the regular yeah. side. It's going to be at the San Siro, though. So, are we seeing anything in favor for Inter at all? 
I feel like they were the only, the only positive result I can say Inter getting is a draw. I can't say that Inter yeah. winning that game. If they do a draw, that's the thing big, is I don't think that's I positive enough. Like, you know, you know, I don't think it's positive enough because the thing is that you go with a draw, you exactly. then or you go and had a go and yeah, feel yeah, looking for something feel. though. Yeah, yeah, and while I think the sub I said the Anfield atmosphere and you see it's a little overrated, it dread, it dread. It dread. No, I, I still change my mind. I, I don't think um, I don't think they're gonna score in Liverpool. Yeah, I don't think they'll score. I, but I don't think it'll be a lot. I think it'll be two 0 or something for Liverpool. Keep in three. So no, no, yeah, that is about it, guys. We can wrap it up there. Right. Um, there are some people that would be grateful to hear us <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, thanks so much right. for coming on, bro. Really no, appreciate course. it. I really wanted to get you on before you go back. Yeah, thanks for the invite. So I appreciate it. This was good. Uh, I hope you guys really enjoy this. Uh, for those of you who actually make it to the LD podcast, um, as you should know by now, there will be pieces of this available on the YouTube if you guys want to actually see us. I actually debuted my new corner style jersey. Mm-hmm. I have a picture of myself on it. If I wasn't so lazy, I'd turn around and show at the back, but it's the same shipping that I see at the end of every episode. Um, Big up my dog Nick for making this film. I really appreciate it. Though. My dog real talented. And yeah, that's it, guys. Catch you guys next time. See you soon. Take it easy. Later.